Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Madrid's Boulevard, it's Paul and Ray! Hi, Z. Hi, Z. Hi, Z. Welcome to the Murray Estate, where Rachel is just dressed like a million bucks. Like, I'm telling you, fellas, she is getting close to the best she's ever looked, and I remember when this girl was in her 20s. If this like, is... she's looking solid. She's looking great. Me, on the other hand, I am looking exactly like I am. Just a bum around the house with long hair. If this is a million bucks, for most of the week, I'm going to be coming in at six ninety nine because this isn't really high. Oh, sweetie, you're looking great. You're looking taut. You're looking tight where it counts. It's a short hair, right? And we've just spent about 45 Five minutes in the lead up to this podcast, setting up my Bitmoji keyboard. Oh, if you're not into Bitmoji, <laughs> go and download it now because basically they're little cartoons. You know, we're getting into quite specific conversations yes, about yes. your chin shape. This is the thing. It helps to have somebody that knows you quite well sitting next to you when you're setting up your Bitmoji because you're like, is that what my nose looks like? <laughs> is that the chin that I choose? Yeah, yeah. Now you watch every thing that I send out on social media, every text I'm going to send is now going to be made just in a little bit. Emoji, I love it. So we have, of course, missed a week in between. I'm uh, sorry, it's the, my fault. <laughs> the busyness of trying to get us in the same room. Where was the show last week? Where were you travelling to? Central Coast. Central Coast. So, uh, yeah, your old stomping ground. In fact, I even did a little uh, interview with uh, Paddy, the bloke that you Gerard. worked with. For, yes. Paddy yes. Gerard. I love that man. Now, what I love, though, is, is that there are these guys who are very good at being able to uh, stay on the air, be very talented on the air, because they're able to just take on just a smidge of the personality that's hot in any one day, right? Yes, yeah. And there's no way he was ripping off Kyle, none of that. But there was a little Kyle that sort of had really? started to come into the act a little bit. And I thought, you're very well done. That's how you survive in the business. Because him and I used to work, he now works on 2GO, which is it still called 2GO yeah. now? Yeah, he works on 2GO, um, which is the older station. But we did the show, Breakfast Show, together on CFM, right in the studio, right next door, which was your Today FM, Fox FM, SAFM, that kind of hit mm. station. So he was kind of at your upper edge of the age range at which you can still be delivering your hot 40 hits. Yeah, you say that though, but how many people on FM radio are people in their, you know, 40s with kids mm. banging out stuff for the 19-year-olds? That's it, but he has survived and he is such a nice guy. So I'm not surprised that he's made the transition across and he's done. Maybe, you know, because when you get over to the older stations, you can let a bit more of that out, whereas mm. on the... on the uh, That's also tight. Exactly. But here's the thing. I mean, you know, people in around the central coast of New South Wales would remember Rachel's work, but also the legacy of Rachel's work lived on for a very long time. Um, because wasn't there, wasn't there, there, there was bumper stickers. There was like, you know, the, because like in, in, in Sydney, there was the go Mooney, go Wendy thing. Yes, like yeah. the battle of the sexes, right? And there was go Rach, wasn't there? There was go Patty and go Rach. And still I was told um, probably about seven years after I left the central coast, there were still some cabs driving around with the old. That's go right. Awesome. That's awesome. I was thinking actually the other day, because uh, one of the guys that I used to work with that I did the show with as well, Cam, he sent me a, a photo of the billboard that used to be up of, of us in the streets of the Central Coast. And I remember the photo shoot for that billboard. And wow. these were coming up on the back of buses. They were up on the back of buses all around the Central Coast. Was literally after the show 
I walked out, st- outside in my jeans and T-shirt, stood in the car park in front of a tree. Somebody took a photo of me and that was our billboard. Fantastic. Regional radio. Fantastic. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, are you, uh, are you on WhatsApp? Mm, partially. Okay. <laughs> but you have forgotten the password. You yeah. logged on many a week ago and that's it. I'm like your casual smoker with the WhatsApp. From time to time, there's sort of one person that I know now that lives in Bali that we occasionally converse on WhatsApp. But yeah. usually, no. Sometimes my sister will send me a text, but it's not on my front page. And so I don't actually see that the little one or the two there. Mm. And so about five years later, I usually oh, flick hi. from, oh, yeah, sorry hi. about that. Yeah. Hi, what do you do? Oh, she's such a showbiz snob, Rage. No, she just has it hidden. Yeah. Like, I've seen her phone. These apps are way up the back. Yeah. They're up there with the stocks app. That's, like, that's she's just it. hidden it right up the back there. Yeah, that and the Apple Maps app, because oh. that is rubbish. Oh, this has been designed, the Apple Maps app has been designed by your father, <laughs> who drove into the suburb you're going into 20 years ago. Yes. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. The last three weeks of my life have been dedicated to an endeavour that... Jesus? <laughs> no, even though it was Easter time. Yeah, come on. He not only died... He rose from the rose. dead, I know. And it was all for us and I high-five him for that. Good on you, Jeebus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you notice that they've taken the word Easter off Easter eggs packaging? God, why? Yeah, why? I know. What is, it, what is it referred to as now? Uh, just eggs. Just mini eggs or hunting eggs or backyard eggs, just not Easter eggs. Just politically correct eggs. Yeah, politically correct eggs. Why? But who's offended by this? See, here's the whole thing, right? Okay, if you want to have Ramadan because you're Muslim, great. Zero impact on my life. (laughs) Not offended by it. If there were signs up in the shop saying happy Ramadan, doesn't offend me because guess what? I'm an atheist. So all of it is not in my purview. Mm. But the idea of somebody somewhere having the shits about Easter or someone somewhere having the shits about Passover. I'm not a believer, but I'm totally fine with the fact that it's Easter and some people find that has re- religious significance. Other people just like it for the chalky eggs and you can call them Easter eggs because that's what we've always called But them. also, what, what, what is offensive about this? Is that know. it's like, like, okay, like if it was, you know, uh, the festival of murder, <laughs> you know, the festival of kidnapping. <laughs> You know, if it was Joseph yeah. Fritzl Day, yeah. then perhaps I would go, you know, I don't want those eggs sold in my thing. But like, what is bad about this? The thing I would like to call into question around about the Easter time is not the sort of concept of Easter, but the significance of the lint chocolate carrot. Oh, Have you seen those in the yeah, shops? Yeah. Like, I get it. A bunny likes carrots, but I've never understood. Like, I get the Easter eggs, the Easter bunny. I just thought the carrot was like a bit of a stretch. Like, lint's got a bit of leftover chockey that'll only fit in a triangle. Just mold. a mould. They've just gone, how do we How do we get that little <laughs> yeah. bit extra? Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to say something controversial here, Rach. Please. I'm going to put it on the table, and I understand that, you know, the Lint Company's been through its troubles. Mm-hmm. I don't like that chocolate. Really? I know the world sort of is just like, oh, 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 my God, it's the best ever. Same as, there's always sort of a wanky chocolate that's always in the market, right? Mm. For our parents, red tulip dinner mints. Okay? <laughs> yeah. That was the, oh, oh, let's impress. Yeah. Okay. Then we jump forward to the Gilliam. Oh, the Guillaume. Oh, Guillaume. No, no, no. That's the that's the name of the restaurant. What is it called? What, is it Gillian? Gillian. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and you're you remember right. it was all those shells. How there's two Gillian cafes around Sydney. How really? are they surviving? I don't understand. Who's going? But they're always 
packed. Yeah, and now there's the lint chocolate thing where everyone's, you know, oh, it's the just, oh, the lint balls. Oh, they're just amazing. <laughs> you know what? I'm old school, mm. and I say this as a fully qualified obese person, okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm more than happy to buy my chocolate from a service station. I don't need to go somewhere where they've individually wrapped each and every sumptuous ball. No, that's a fair point. I'd also say to the lint company while we're just kicking them when they're down. Well, uh, they haven't sponsored us. I mean, we have been <laughs> to their offices dozens of times. The lint bunny, you know, their gold bunny, their sort of signature chocolate item. I'm not agreeing that your hazelnut chocolate bunny should have a green ribbon. Correct. That, that to me says mint. But why does? But also, why does it need a bell? Why yeah. does a bunny need a bell? That's for cats. <laughs> Unless they're bringing out a chocolate cat. Yeah. No. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website paulandrach.com.au. The original purpose of that conversation wasn't to shit can lint. Oh. Um, I don't even know how we got there. Oh, Easter eggs. I refuse to believe that we get distracted. <laughs> This is this is linear, okay? That was the very definition of a tangent. What I originally began complaining about was what I've been doing for three weeks, which wasn't just yelling outside of the lint offices, um, <laughs> although that would be fun. Uh, I've been trying to build my own website from scratch. Oh, good girl. Now, have you gone with the, uh, the, the Wix, the Foursquare? Are you doing these things? This is the thing. I've previously done it on Wix, but I've made the big step up to WordPress now without assistance. See, I... I have tried this stuff and I've just gone, this is a bewildering world of labyrinths that I'm not into. So I'm just out of there. You know me. I'm out of there. Like I've just seen you confused as (laughs) about building your own Bitmoji for 40 minutes. What's it like writing code? You have... No idea. I mean, what you've just articulated is exactly the thing I can't understand and the thing that I really won't cop is that I can't work something out. I really won't cop that I can't work it out. There's a course somewhere or a Google forum or a YouTube video that will mean that I can get the skills. This is why I always want you in my corner because if ever I just have a brain aneurysm, you're going to Google how to fix it. This is it. Like you're somehow going to work it out. And we'll going, be 100% hey, guys, fine. Guys, I know we're in the bush, but it's okay here. Open heart surgery on its way. No one, dramas. One second, let's go. Exactly. Somebody give me a torch and a twig and we're on. And that's so- just for the rectal exam. <laughs> so, so I've been trying. I have watched just about... Every YouTube video known to man, I have been on forums, I've joined up to lynda.com, which is a website that does courses in just about everything. Oh, I thought that was a forum for electric blankets. <laughs> no. And L- kettles. L-Y-N-D-A. Oh, that's why I couldn't work it out. Do you remember that? <laughs> Sleep wonderfully warm with Linda. Slut. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Actually, no, I should just give you an update. I, I have actually. There's this not- is the third time we've had to try to have this conversation. <laughs> I, I should just point out to Australia. I'd like to say that this is a metaphor for what it's been like to try and build my website. <laughs> Look, there's a bunny over there. <laughs> That's it. It's just been try and try again and try and pick it up again and then fail and then try again. So we've gotten to the stage where we have a website built. However, uh, can we promote it? If you go to rachelcorbett.com.au, what you will find is a message that says cannot connect to server because despite having the website built in the ether and having a domain hosted somewhere, I can't quite work out the bit <laughs> in the middle. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page.
I know you're going to be on board with this. Uh, I had this written down and then I happened to go to the bathroom before we started this podcast and noticed that you have what seems to be a very boutique brand of toilet paper. Oh, yes. We 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 have it's charity toilet paper. Oh, okay. Well, this is a this is a nice thing and I'm not going to shit can you. No, then. no, 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 no. Hook in, hook in, hook in. There's this thing called uh who gives a crap? It's my missus found it. I'm not going to pretend I was just trawling mm-hmm. the internet that one night. I don't quite know how she ended up looking for charity toilet paper. But you know what? That's the YouTube rabbit hole that but we get into sometimes. Who knows? It popped up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she, at least it wasn't shoes. And <laughs> yeah. you know, well, baby clothes. God forbid they're expensive. Yeah. Is it, no, and, and it's a little charity thing where um, the money goes off to build toilets in the third world. How much are you business. dropping for a roll of loo paper for them? I have no idea. Oh, God. This what? is the bit where I'm going to... Seem very disinterested in my own finances. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> I, to marriage. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I know that it turns up as a box here, often when I'm sleeping. <laughs> that is hilarious. So my original point, while you have just sort of... Now hook into us, come no, on. No, 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 you've justified your expense by saying that it goes to charity. But my point is I have absolutely no idea how anybody can justify buying more than the cheapest version of toilet paper. See, I... I'm a $3 for 12 rolls girl. Yeah, I know, but then there are certain issues of comfort. Even the cheapest toilet paper is not sandpaper. Yes, but sometimes it can be of such thinness. See, this is where me and 2.0 are going to come undone because he insists that the one luxury... Oh, Quilton. ...is Quilton. Yeah. It must be four-ply. Quilton is a ridiculously sort of doona-like... This is it. Level of comfort that is pretty stupid. I think to myself, not only do we not need to cushion our butt that much, but also, I mean, that is the equivalent of of basically throwing a hand washer down the toilet. Like, you want to clog up your system, you buy yourself some quilting. But let's be honest. I think we all have a childlike attitude to drains. Is that basically if it goes down the drain, it's gone away forever. Yeah. Like how many times have you been in the kitchen and just gone, oh, I'm just going to shove a bean down there, <laughs> yeah. see what happens. I don't know if these are a thing anymore, but they were massive in the 1980s and there was nothing better than the insincorator. Oh, how good was it? You never see an insincorator anymore. It, that's what's always awesome when you go to the Gold Coast and you you know go into one of those uh, apartments. They've all got the... Where did that used to go? In the, Just down the water? Yeah, which is a bit weird that you want to throw chicken bones Well, this is what, the ocean. But that was, the, I mean, these were the days of the chlorofluorocarbons when we were all just spraying things left, right and centre and yeah. then there's a hole in the ozone And how much happier was the world? Oh, how 100%. much? Okay, you know, seriously, you know, they weren't banning Easter back then. They weren't banning <laughs> exactly. Easter back then. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Just mentioning the Gold Coast, the Commonwealth Games mascot is like a giant koala with, you know, it's blue with sort of yellow tips, like many things on the Gold Coast, it's yep. got tips. Yep. Um, best analysis of why that is an appropriate mascot for the Gold Coast? Why? Because koalas have chlamydia. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, on your next international journey, I've got a new place for you to go. Please. In Britain, they've just opened it. It is the National Poo Museum. Oh, I'm on board. Oh, the, the poo, you can go there. I'm sure they have annual debates about the thickness and appropriateness of toilet paper. You so you what, and 2.0 can go there. You know what concerns me most about the Poo Museum mm-hmm. is that I hate the idea that poo would ever be history. Yes. The thing that I must impart to you, if you care at all about your health, is the importance of understanding you must be going to the toilet for number twos every day. <laughs> 
And the idea of a poo museum to me indicates that we've gotten to a point where we're no longer pooing. And that for me would be such a sad day. What you say, you're saying it's like the powerhouse museum that because there's a steam engine in there, we don't use steam engines anymore. This is it. So and therefore a need to museumify poo. Our diet has become such that we no longer our bodies no longer work in the way that they were intended to, and we have to have a distant memory of the time that we didn't just have to go and get surgery once a week to remove it all. We used to poo naturally on our own. And it didn't feel like a brick. That would be a devastating day. Well, you know, they've got to, they've got a lot of poo through the history, a lot of animal poo. Um, there's some human gear that's there for people to have a look Are at. Are you literally just going and seeing poo? Yeah, that's like it's you know, it's the story of But like ex- actual exhibits that yeah, are just actual pieces exhibits. of poo. Well no no no, no but they, they they they've dressed them up. Like oh, I what, think in so, a shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they put little moustaches on them <laughs> and googly eyes. You're listening to Paul and Rach. I think I've cracked a few surefire indications that you're growing up uh, or getting old. Mm. Would you like me to take you through a few of them? Grey pubes. <laughs> Grey pubes is definitely one Flap of them. Flapjacky flapjacks. <laughs> yes, those, those. I'll add those to the list. By the way, I had a friend. Now, I have a friend who I think is really very attractive. Okay? Mm. Like, I love my wife. Don't worry. Really <laughs> she's really hot. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Um, and her husband. You know, we're talking about, oh, you know, oh, I might get a facelift. I might this and that. And he's like, no, I reckon you got to get your boobs done. I said, why? Because oh, when we first got together, they were amazing. They were so good. But now, you know, a couple of kids later, they hang like a tongue. Oh. <laughs> now, of all the description. I heard a friend of mine describe hers as um, it's like somebody's put two tennis balls in some stockings. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a good uh, description. Some of the other ways that you work out that you are getting old, and this is something I've noticed amongst friends of ours, I think the last of my friends with a Hotmail account went down this week. Oh, no. Changed over to Gmail. I feel like the change to Hotmail, it's – I remember. I can still remember the day that I made the decision. and To it, get off the Hotmail to train. To get off the Hotmail train and move on to Gmail. And it was a I want to be taken seriously decision. It's mm. time to grow up. Mm. There's something about the Hotmail address, particularly if uh, it contains any kind of phrases like love you long time or yeah, your yeah. baby. Kitty or... Cat 69. Exactly. Any, any derivation of the numbers six, six and nine, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. exactly the most professional front. That's why I remember, see, I never got onto the Hotmail train because for some reason I, I found a thing called mail.com and not spelt with an <laughs> E where you could choose your domain name. Wow. So I ended up just going for at myself. Because at that time, I you know I didn't have a whole server built in my my basement. How old were you when you decided that? I mean, I sort of must have been about seventeen when I got my first email address. Maybe. Yeah. Well, see, but but see, it wasn't. It probably wasn't through any level of genius. It was me just turning around saying, "Did you like that?" I just assumed she called me a genius. <laughs> Is it, no, I, I think it was. I've just gone into the hotmail thing and gone, Paul Murray. Oh, they don't have it. Oh, what okay. Else? Like just right. To- I thought it was your young entrepreneurial mind that had you bringing a briefcase full of pornos to school to deal them that it just made you realise, you know what, I know I'm ahead of my time but Hotmail will eventually become redundant. Oh, I can tell it. Well, hence why I never even bothered to get a MySpace page. Ahead of the curve, you were. So some other things are that you don't understand why people would have a problem with the lockout laws because you haven't been out past midnight since about 2007. (laughs) Yes, I've found myself literally been arguing on the telly. No idea why people care. 
but also just sort of going, you know what? Yeah, everyone should be in bed. And, rah, 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 rah. and then you did, there is this moment that kicks in and just goes, come on, mate. But come honestly, on, I am so far from that life now that mm. I honestly can't imagine why you would be filled with rage that you can't get into somewhere at 3 a.m. But also, I was never one of the cool kids that whose night started at 11. Oh, forget it. I won't, I won't lie to you. The extreme bulk of my teenage and 20s was spent on Friday and Saturday nights in one place and one place only, the 9.30 movie. Yeah. You know, and at 11.30 we were probably done. Yeah. But it's it, the, the older we've got and the more sort of in the radio world and all the rest, as you know, I love staying up to four o'clock in the morning, but I don't need to do it amongst a bunch of people in a club owned by one of the people from Underbill. That's it. And this was one of the things about the going and doing the DJ course, which has been another one of the uh, li- things on my list of things I've done. Well, are you now accredited? Yeah, I've got the accreditation. Have you got the one? Okay, was your style the uh, the one headphone style? Of course. Because you got to hear what's playing through the speaker, but also what you're lining up. Oh, and could, were you doing it with turntable or with uh, with CD? No CD. Really? Yeah. Do, do you have any recordings of your efforts as a DJ? I think I deleted them all. Oh, Baba! Yeah, Baba, we're going to listen to them. I know, but you know the reason that I realised I don't want to be a DJ is because I didn't want to be up past midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, did you see the um, Daryl Summers hypnotism show? I didn't, but I did think that you're back in the room was a, a good title for his career. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach. I know we often talk about obesity uh, and you're often a bit too harsh on yourself. Hey, 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 self-description, I'm horrific. You are not. At the moment, I am going through a fairly, I mean, look, a fairly big stage, but I'm looking at myself in the mirror going, this is a disgrace. Are you still going to training? Yeah, a couple of times a week. Yeah. See, the problem is it's the fuel. It's This is the, I mean, you can see it. Like, yeah. You know, like, if, like I'm doing the work. I'm doing the work. My fitness is pretty good. My strength is really good. Like mm. I was punching like a bastard the other day. I was really proud of myself. Sweat like a pig when I do it. Like it's, it's serious, right? I really like doing it. But then when you celebrate on the way home with nuggets. The reason that I say. You, you treat yourself with sweet potato. Well, this is, this is my life, right? Mm. My treat is corn chips. Oh. And that's a big night out. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Oh, 2.0. I know, I know. Um, Lock it down. Lock it down, <laughs> man. Lock it down. <laughs> He doesn't have a choice. Um, <laughs> so the reason that I say that you're too harsh on yourself is because you have not now, nor have you ever had, nor will you ever have, neck fat. Oh. You know, have you ever seen, oh. you see it quite often on bald men. Yes, yes, the, yeah, the little sort of rolls. The actual yeah. rolls of fat yeah. that go down from the back of your skull that I'm sh- quite sure would come in handy when, you know, if you've ever gone camping and you haven't brought a pillow. <laughs> it's like... It's like the neck pillow this is on it. a plane. Yeah. It's just built in. It's already built in. You don't have to go and pay twenty nine ninety five for one because you've got one full of chips and burgers. <laughs> How is it that that's where f- your fat goes? This I don't understand. Makes perfect sense around the tum-tum. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, dare I say, like for, for, for dear ladies, like how unfair the whole idea that if you put weight on, it's going to go around the hips and if you lose weight, it's in the buzz. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Yeah. Like if it just goes straight to the hips, surely it can come straight off the hips. Yeah. It seems like some sort of, you know, uh, biological 
you yeah. from the creator to turn around and go, well, here's the deal. That's it. It's so frustrating for a lot of women. But for dudes, I've seen the neck fat. The neck fat doesn't necessarily come on a super large bloke. Mm. Sometimes it can be on somebody who's – it's never on a skinny guy, but sometimes it can be on somebody where you think there are a few more places that, you know, Jeebus could have put that before he shoved it on the back of your head. It's a beautiful look. Okay, so if this is the love handle mm. on the side – What's what's that gonna be called? You love scruff, maybe. Keep <laughs> <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, you know I love taking you on trips around the world. Please, let's okay. travel. Let let's us go. fly away. I've got my neck scruff on and I'm ready for a comfortable <laughs> sleep in my plane seat. <laughs> let's have a look here at uh, Kawasaki in Japan, where they have the Festival of the Steel Phallus. It basically is. The Festival of the Penis. Japanese people are so interesting and sexually repressed. What is that about? Uh, they, they're so polite and so sweet and so lovely, but I get the feeling that they are just absolutely gagging for it. Oh, yeah, but this is it. And what I find weird about that is there's nothing obvious that's holding them back from rooting. No, but they're a very sort of respectful society, I think, is the thing. It's kind of like they don't... I but don't... can't you be respectful? Mm. I mean, you know, you've been able to go your whole life being respectful in public without having to have a root. Yeah. But you can still go home. Yeah, but I don't I don't know what it is about Japanese culture. And they're I so have... polite they, they won't ask each other. So so say a boyfriend and girlfriend are going out, yeah. they're sitting there and they say, oh, is it impolite to ask? Yeah, I just feel like they're really, really polite. But then I think, and I'm saying this completely out of school because I've... This no, is this, not is well <laughs> this is well-researched. No, no, well I think both of us have thoroughly researched this topic. I'm taking this off a couple of articles I've read on the internet and some scenes in movies where I think they were in Japan. And is it just me or I think both of us? You can hear our, 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 the tone of our voice is slightly different because we're both desperately trying not to do the accent, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Oh, I've got a Ronnie C update for you. Oh, is it about Ronnie Corbett? That's terrible. Oh, news. no, not Ronnie Corbett. I was really sad he died. I used to sit up watching him when I was little. I oh, loved the two Ronnies. The one that broke my heart was Gary Shandling. Oh, Gary I know. Sanders show. I know. Although in the latter years, something oh, went on there. Weird ass. Something happened. He had all of that work in his face. And I was listening to one of our favourites, Bill Maher, on Real Time with Bill Maher, and his tribute to Gary. And he said, you know, they, they were close friends. He was at his birthday a month before he passed away. But he said something, and this is why I love Bill Maher, because he's very, very honest in a way that a lot of people aren't. And he just said, I really hope Gary was happy, but I'm really not sure that he was. Yeah. And he just seemed like the kind of bloke that was constantly searching for something, and mm. I'm not 100% sure if he ever found it. Well, and also that thing too, where, where for us – when somebody gives us a television show or a record or whatever that is so awesome mm. that you can just swim in it and watch it a million times, you got to imagine the, the, the pain they went through to make that. Yeah. And then the emptiness of not being able to make something that good again or not wanting to or just being consumed by it. And he was clearly very kooky. And there's two things that if you care about the world of Gary Shandling um, was he did, um, and you want to see the two types of Gary Shandling, he did a, a, an interview with Ricky Gervais where he was really weird, like mm. really kooky and in his house and weird. And then the second one was the Seinfeld comedians in cars getting coffee one, where just before he died, he was kind of together. 
he was a bit more together, yeah. which was kind of cool. But anyway, your dad. My dad. Back to my dad. So <laughs> now, I don't know if there could be a possibly lower energy <laughs> place to start than two dead people. <laughs> yeah. But let's go there, Rach. Let's give it a crack. So Ronnie C is, as we know from previous podcasts, an absolute wealth of interesting information. We've had many stories about how he thinks that the neighbours are listening through the walls. Uh, there's been countless... <laughs> my favourite. There's been... Listening to what? He's a single man in a house talking to no one. This is it. This Apart is it. from you about what day it is. There's nothing. I was like, I really don't think your neighbours care about what I'm putting in the spag bowl I'm cooking you. You know, I really don't think they're hanging on every word. But this week I went over to Ronnie C's and I'm trying to spruce up the house a little bit and there was an old couch there that I wanted to get rid of and so I started taking some photos of it to donate it to somebody lovely on Gumtree. And as I'm going through it, I lift up the cushions and I find an envelope under the seat. And I'm thinking to myself, classic Ronnie C, he's hiding cash in the couch. (laughs) We would have thrown this out. Now, I didn't want to pry, so I handed him the envelope and I said... You didn't have a peek? No, no, I didn't have a peek. I said, this is your envelope. It didn't feel like cash to me. When Dad opened up the envelope, do you know what was in the envelope that was hiding under the couch at Ronnie C's house? A taser. What? (laughs) A taser? A taser. Now, I have absolutely no idea what he was doing with it. He doesn't know what he was doing with it. Wow. And we were in a situation where he was trying to switch it on and I and holding the wrong end. Oh, no. And I had to grab it off him and say, can we just stop that immediately? That's 40,000 volts. You're an old enough man that that will be enough of a jolt. To, That'll uh, be done. Yeah. So then he said, oh, should I hang on to it? And I thought to myself, what are you going to do if an intruder comes in and you can't even work out how to turn it on? So imagine that. There's somebody like you. Hang on one second. Hang on. Hang on. It's just on the charger. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Quick question for Paulie. Please. Why are any men wearing diamond earrings? Oh, I'm so with you. What is that look? Earrings in general. You know, 2.0 in his younger days used to be a bit of a bogan, let's be honest. And one of the things that he wishes that he could change about himself that I can appreciate because, you know, I was a woman of piercings and I still have a hole in my nose and a hole in my chin uh, is that he had earrings when he was little. And if he could put human spec filler into his ears, he would absolutely, because he is so mortified that you can still see that he had not one, but two earrings in both ears. Oh, fantastic. I mean, how bogan. But did he get around with just like the little uh, the little earring at the top there? Or no, like it was the double on the hole. bottom. Oh. But I've seen, I mean, granted it was when I was watching a show, X on the Beach on MTV, where exes <laughs> turn up to a beach and try and bone each other. Not the most intellectual viewing, but I do like a reality TV show. Oh, please tell me you're not watching that Married at First. Side rubbish. Oh my goodness, yes. Right, okay, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll go back there. Uh, but uh, the diamonds in the ear. It's, it's ridiculous. But the massive thing, and also, let's be honest here too, there are certain rappers where that just looks okay because it's part of their milieu. Mm. There's a lot of reasons why you don't look like a rapper, including his skin isn't pink. Yeah. And you know what? I'm 100% sure that anybody who's wearing a an earring in their ear has no idea what milieu means. <laughs> Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Before we go, five-star shout-out. This is where you head to iTunes. Give us a little five-star rating and a commentos, and we give you a little shout-out back. Please, you know what? However many characters that you can use, use them all up. We have a long conversation. This is the thing, too. Think of it as a way of being able to finger us through the (laughs) years. 
Is that that's well, sure. We'll take that for sure. Oh, okay. How do you type? What do you use to type? You type. You use your fingers. And and, and how do we communicate? In your ears. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what other meaning you've come up with. You filthy, <laughs> filthy girl. You know what you could do? You could do what Dave Harney has done and actually write a letter. So happy to see you guys together, Paul and Rach. Your chemistry on air together is so good. Please keep the podcast coming. Best wishes to you both. Regards, Dave H. Oh, regards. (laughs) Regards to you too, pal. Regards in a five-star shout-out. I love that. Uh, And a little shout-out to Bordzo. Big (laughs) shout-out to you. Keep the gold coming. Can't wait for more. Uh, And finally to DLT020971. Okay. That just rolls (laughs) off the tongue. Rolls off the tongue. Just what the world needs, more jibber-jabber. <laughs> Fair point. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. And that's our little potty. Thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, don't forget, five-star shout-out, email, Facebook, all of that business, because you're the reason we do the show. That's very true. Now, usually we'd finish up with a um, Rach Reads a Porno, Rach's Story Time, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, P. Mario and Porno Judy has not purchased a new porno. Sorry! You know that it is your duty to take your young child, Asher, <laughs> up to the local petrol station where you know the people behind the counter mm. who also know that you are a national TV celebrity. Mm. and go and purchase a porno every week. But you have not done it. I love you too. And sometimes I read through these things because we often wonder, I haven't gotten into the habit of ticking them off, which I think I need to start doing Mm. because, you know, I really wanted my life uh, at some point to get to the point where I was ticking off stories I've read in a porno. Well, hey, it's more of a future than DJing. Well, that's very true. At least I can do this at any hour of the day, not after 11pm. But I've noticed, and the reason, sometimes I get a bit confused about whether I've read the stories or not, but... But you know what is a dead giveaway? And this is what they really should do is, do you remember the story that I read ages ago? You might not remember the title, but you'll certainly remember that the first line started with Muley was the girlfriend of a maid of mine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. As soon as I read that, I was like, yeah, we've done the Muley thing and it's still a bullshit name. But I've got an idea for a segment that we can end that that, that will not supersede Rach Reads a Porno, but Please. it's just a once-off idea, okay? Let's do it. Okay. Now, I'm going to hold up a photo of somebody and Rachel's going to tell me exactly what she thinks of this person, okay? So, Rach, what do you think of this person? Oh, he's a (laughs) (laughs) We certainly won't be saying who that is. See you next week. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Who's that lady?